The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christian conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where uh, we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative Word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. Go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you slide over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com right now, you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, uh, you can do that at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Just go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll right down onto the right side of the page. We are going live um, just under <clears throat> excuse me, the video from Bradley's show yesterday. Bradley comes on in the afternoons, 3 p.m. If you've not heard him because he's not, well, he is on Red State, um, but <clears throat> not live. So if uh, you you want to hear Bradley, and I think that you probably would want to hear him, Go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and he will be streaming live there. But we're streaming live this morning. You can join us there. You can also click on that and jump into our chat room. Um, lots of friends over there this morning. Good, mo- good morning to all our for our boat rockers over there in the chat. And then while you're there, right above that is a place where you can subscribe to our newsletter. We don't spam you. We don't rent out your email. We don't sell it. We don't track and trace you, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and by the way, any trackers that are in that is just to see who opens. It's for an analytics thing to see who opens them and not. That's it. But as far as us finding out what you're doing on the internet, we don't do that. Okay. We just don't do that stuff, but we do send you an email with all the articles that we have from me and Bradley, uh, every day. And you get those along with what I constantly reference on the morning show, the archive, the stuff that I give to you. I put it in a convenient format so that you can go and you can find it all yourself. You can look at it. You can listen to it. You can read it and come to your own conclusions. So um, <clears throat> I hope you'll you'll subscribe to the email newsletter. A lot of people have. I think we've um, maybe somewhere about 2,000 people here in the past month or so have signed up for the email. We really appreciate that. And you guys, you're going to have to check your spam because <clears throat> one of the things is is that Google also censors us. So does 
uh, Hotmail and Yahoo and all of these others who have these free email accounts, they're censoring us. If you've got McAfee virus software, now I, I got to tell you, I, I don't know what good that virus software is doing right now, <clears throat> to tell you the truth, because they will start labeling sites as dangerous, um, untrustworthy, blah, 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 that aren't. And I can't figure out why that is. Uh, some people have said they've had it here. I've had it in the past on other sites that I've um, edited for. So I know that happens. And so when you get in with those guys, that's what you get. Anyway, while you're over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, we let you know we have needs. Look, we don't just do radio and Internet. We're out across the country telling the truth about our constitutional and Christian heritage and educating people on that and you know, it's incredible. Bradley was saying that uh, they've got coming up another trip to Michigan, another trip to Tennessee, and possibly Georgia, and Wisconsin, and some of these places they've been to many times last year. And the people keep calling them back, and they keep calling their friends in to hear the message that Bradley brings. And it's not really a different message every time. There's some there's some aspects of it, but it's basically the one that drives our history how God was involved in our history, how the law of God was used, uh, and and the the proclamation of the gospel was there, <clears throat> and that became, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. You got a button for that, right, Tim? <laughs> People don't want to hear you clearing your throat. Um, that became the foundation for who we are as America. And so with that said, you believe if you believe in our message and you're able to do so, okay, there's a donate button at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, yeah, hang on. South Coastal says, yeah, I have it. You know what? I get a cough uh, once or twice a year, and it wants to hang around for a month. I mean, it's it's been that way for years. So it's not a COVID thing. We don't have the COVID police pulling in. So it's just it's a seasonal thing for me. There's a donate button at sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, if you're able to do so, we ask that you would um, uh, support us and uh, help us in that. You can also become a monthly part of, partner with us. Become a son or daughter of liberty. That's also on sonsoflibertymedia.com, right at the top of the page. And then our store has a lot of products in it, t-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, stuff like that. And when you purchase those, you not only get some great tools for starting conversations with people, but you also help support the Sons of Liberty, and we do appreciate that very much. Now, the stuff continues. Now, I, I, if you guys go back to last year, all of these people who are the, I, I don't, some of them, you know, proudly proclaim that they're political junkies. That, that's what they call themselves. All of the people supporting the R jersey and Donald Trump um, were saying, oh, once the election is here, Watch everything go away. Well, some of that's true. They did start pulling back restrictions in some areas, opening up businesses in D.C., blah, 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 blah. And it's it's clear they, there was a use for that politically that was going on. But you can continue to see the propaganda coming out that continues to push COVID, that, continues to, that hasn't even been isolated or proven to exist. I'm just telling you, just because the CDC says it is so does not make it so. They've even admitted they have never isolated the virus. What they're telling you is the virus. They've admitted it. The Chinese CDC has admitted it. The Canadian CDC has admitted it too. 
So obviously everybody goes, well, well what, what are they treating? My guess is exactly what I played for you from Dr. Scott Jensen the other day. They said, oh, we're just getting these symptom things. Somebody has a cough. They have a runny nose. They got a fever. Well, that could be anything. That could be the cold. It could be they ate some hot sauce. If you guys remember when I asked Kate about that because I like spicy stuff. Their nose runs. Okay? And it's incredible to me that this has just become this dominant thing in our society. Something that people, 99.79 whatever kind of stuff, almost 100%, recover from. We're locking down. We're making people wear face masks that don't. It's like putting a chain link fence on your face and letting gnats fly through. That's what it's like. In fact, our friend Steve Richards, who writes over at the Sons of Liberty, was talking about the mask in his latest article, which I'm going to reference here in just a little bit. But he basically said, and he works as an EMT, basically said that when they wear the mask is to keep bodily fluids and blood and stuff from getting into their mouth if they're working on somebody. That's really what the whole idea behind it is because it's so porous that it lets everything else in and out. These lies that they continue to tell that these masks are going to protect you is like saying your good deeds are going to keep you out of out from under the wrath of God in hell. That, that's what it's like. I'm just telling you. That's what it is. So, with that said, how are they responding? How, how's the big pharma pimps responding to what's going on? And we're going to give you some new infant well some of it for you guys some of you guys i got to tell you you're you're really well in the know some of you send me a lot of stuff um to to take a look at and i'm very appreciative if i don't get back to you if i don't give you a thumbs up when you send me stuff or whatever i'm just overwhelmed with stuff i can't watch a, a ton of videos i've got to be particular about what it is if you send me a video link i got to know what it's about before i even take my time to look at it okay um, just because it may be something I've already seen, I don't want to waste my time clicking something to do that. But I am very appreciative for those who send me information that we can get out to people that's not in the um, mainstream media. And one of those I'm going to give you today because I can I can guarantee you you didn't hear about this case at the the Portuguese Court of Appeals. I, I'll guarantee you didn't hear this. Okay, I'll I'll guarantee you didn't hear about this. So you want to stay tuned and hear about that. So here's what's going on. Pfizer and Moderna. And if you remember last week, I showed you that from Moderna's own website, they did not call their injections a vaccine. They called them operating systems. They called them medicines. They did refer to them as medicines, but they called them an operating system. Now, If you know anything about operating systems, they're prone to fail. They're prone to have problems. um, And you have to constantly update them, right? Because they find bugs in it all the time. Even as long as Windows has been out, they're constantly finding bugs. You go, I don't know about um, Mac. Uh, You know, my kids got Macs when they were younger because they thought it was a cool thing. And when they got them, they were like, oh, this thing is awful. It's just all, and and it's. I think the Macs are for particular uses. I think they're really good for music and video production and all this kind of stuff. 
But when it comes to just the average ordinary person, eh, count me out of that. I'll just stick with the Windows, even though it has its problems, okay? And I know it's associated with Bill Gates. I get it. And I know some of the people out there are like, oh, we do the Linux. This isn't that show, <laughs> okay? But I, I know those things are there. Moderna claims that their jabs are an operating system, okay? We, we have the AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca, make sure I get that right. They're the ones who have the baby tissue in them. And theirs have been so ineffective <laughs> that in South America, uh, South Africa, they pretty much said, you can take that stuff and get out of here because it isn't doing anything. Just give it time. Give it time. It's going to do something, I can tell you that. So we've got these guys producing these things under Operation Warp Speed. And I want, I want everybody to understand, this is not Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden's in there now. This was under Donald Trump these guys were producing this. And before it was even approved for emergency use, okay? Before it was these vaccines were even approved for emergency use by unelected bureaucrats. Think about that for a second. Unelected bureaucrats who aren't doctors, who aren't chemists, who aren't virologists, who aren't biologists or any of this stuff approved a jab to go into what we're told now is a little over 60 million Americans. That was approved, and these guys have come out, and it's an experimental uh, jab, too. It's mRNA, okay? And we still have questions as to what this is going to do. Some people say it's going to change your DNA. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, a Faces of Death book, right? He comes on... And he's telling his people, this stuff's going to change our DNA. Now, he's a weird dude anyway, okay? But maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm not here to talk about that. I leave that for other people. All I can tell you is I'm seeing enough information here. Well, first of all, I know you shouldn't be pumping this stuff in your body if it's not, if you're not, I mean, if you're not sick, there's no reason for you to take these kind of precautions, you say, why Why is that, Tim? What? Well, let's listen to, and I played this the other day, Dr. Michael Yeadon. He's the former vice president for one of these jab makers, Pfizer. All right? Let's listen to what Dr. Michael Yeadon has to be say. Good, I think, to have a vaccine to use for, for very vulnerable people. But, this is a really important but, nobody else needs this thing. Uh, your body and my body, I'm not vulnerable. I'm not going to be made seriously ill and die. It would be an astonishing thing, one in a million. Maybe. You don't vaccinate the population because one in a million people might have a bad outcome. What you do is you look at people who are vulnerable and you offer them the vaccine with the word offer. Informed consent is important. So it's not necessary. And it's an appalling misuse of, uh, or of, of a public platform. For people to suggest that the only way we all get our lives back is if we mass vaccinate the population. Something very smelly is going on. But the main problem I have with it, as you mentioned, is this no notion of being mandated or even coerced. So you don't have to, but you can't travel if you don't. That's the sort of thing. You, you, I, I want your viewers to know that that's illegal under international law. Yeah, it is illegal, and it does smell. And if you can't smell what they're shoveling, you don't know what they're shoveling smells like. <laughs> That's the only way I can say it. That is the former vice president of Pfizer who is saying that. Now, he still believes people ought to be vaccinated. That's what he says. 
but not on a mass scale and certainly not mandatory. And, you know, here's the here's the here's where the lines are getting blurred by the fascists. I'm just going to tell you what what it is. The lines are being blurred by the fascists because the First Amendment is very clear. Congress can make no law regarding freedom of speech, freedom of the press. That includes dissenting voices, too, like it or not. Okay? Some of you out there say you believe in free speech, but you don't want the other side to present their thing. I say the truth wins out. It's like what Proverbs, I I read that the other day. On, on air. The guy comes and makes his case and he sounds right until his neighbor comes along and challenges him or questions him. I say let them bring out their lies if that's what they want to do and then you challenge them on it. Challenge their worldview. Challenge their science as Paul says falsely so called. If it's not following after creation, if it's not following after what God had, the creator has done it's not real science. It just isn't. And we know that <clears throat> from vaccines to climate change to if you eat eggs or bacon or drink coffee or drink wine or whatever the case may be, we've had all kinds of conflicting things throughout the years. Oh, this is good for you. This is bad for you. This is good for you. This is bad for you. This is a bad fat. This is a good fat. You can, and, and they're constantly inundating us with their science as though it is the word of God and the people have forgot what scripture tells us. For instance, Exodus 15, 26. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes... I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I the Lord that he for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now understand, you can't just say, I believe the Lord is the Lord that heals me. Okay, there's a prerequisite to that. Hearken to the voice of the Lord. Do that which is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. That's the prerequisite for the Lord being your healer. See, a lot of people don't like that. They like that second part. Oh, that's good. We get all the goodies from God. We don't want to keep his commandments. We don't want to keep his statutes. We don't want to listen to what God has to say. Don't talk to me about what the law says about my sin. But I want God for the goodies. I want him for the, for the fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. And I, I want to be healthy, wealthy, blah, 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 blah. But we miss the part where God sets the parameters of that by keeping his commandments. And you folks who are, who are all excited about Revelation, and again, I believe Revelation dealt with Israel in the first century. It was, it was John's Olivet Discourse. All the gospel writers have one except John, and I believe that's John's. And you can follow it through, and you can see how God brought his judgments on his people just the way he said he would in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26. You can see it all right there on his people. And they're there to be an example to us is what Paul writes to us in Corinthians of what not to do. <laughs> so we would be a wise people to learn from history. The history we have in the Bible. We'd be a wise people to learn from that. In any case, the Bible tells us that God is also Jehovah Rapha. 
the God who heals. I mean, there's a lot of things that God is. When he says, I am, that encompasses a lot of things. It literally means he's the self-existing one. He doesn't need anybody to exist. He doesn't need anybody to demonstrate his love because the Bible tells us that God is love. There is love within the Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's love there. He doesn't need man for that. Man is his creation in his image in order to glorify him. Now, with that said, we've got guys using mRNA vaccines or injections, jabs, whatever you want to call them. And they're ignoring even the small numbers that come out. And when I say small numbers, they're, they're large to me, but they're ignoring the numbers that come out. You remember we did a show last week. Uh, well, actually, it's been two weeks ago now. Man, the time flies. On Friday, I showed you the VAERS report from... Uh, the CDC, that's the vaccine, vaccinate, vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System. I showed you that, and I showed you there was about 460 people that had died that were reported in the month of January alone from the vaccines. About 3,000 total were reported with different kinds of adverse effect, uh, effects among those uh, 464. It was like 456 or something like that. And then by Monday, I came across a CDC report that had come out on the day that I did the show. That number included people that weren't on that report. Nearly 1,200 people were dead. And fine, I think that number of total adverse effects to the COVID jab Okay. probably reaches around 20,000 that's, that's been reported. Okay, And I only say that because there's a report out by vaccineimpact.com and before they got the word of what CDC came out and said that nearly 1,200 number, they were reporting 929 dead, 15,923 injured reported following experimental mRNA COVID injections. And then they got the report later that I did, almost 1,200. So I know that number's gone up. And then you have to keep in mind that that VAERS reporting system, probably 5% is reported there. That's what we're told. Somewhere around 5% is reported. So you've got 95% of adverse effects and deaths not reported. And that's just in the United States. That doesn't even count the U.K., Canada, Mexico, South America, Australia, any of these places. It doesn't count any of those. This is just in America. Now, you would think this would be major front-page news. I mean, you've got, we had news outlets coming on and telling us how many cases were happening a day. You remember when they used to have the John Hopkins death map, all right, Remember they used to have that and they were citing that they were citing all the deaths and then it translated over into covid cases. And we got away from the deaths. Now they're not reporting deaths. They're just not reporting them. Now with that said, those are so I would say that's pretty significant numbers. Yeah, among 60 million, what's a thousand? You know, I, I can see how people would say, oh, that's a very small number. Yeah, 
But if you're one of those 1,200 that died, if you're one of those 15, 20,000, and then you can exponentiate uh, that depending on what hasn't been reported. If you're one of those people, that's not insignificant to you. It's very relevant to you. And I, I told you, it's like loading up the revolver, spinning the cylinder, and sticking the gun to your head. You don't know if what you're going to get from that thing. It's the life is like a box of chocolates, Forrest Gump thing, right? Put that needle in your arm and see what you get out of it. But here's what Pfizer and Moderna are doing. This comes from RT. Pfizer and Moderna have prepared written testimonies to the U.S. Congress promising to boost vaccine production in the coming months as the country's death toll from COVID-19 recently exceeded 500,000. I I don't believe that number. I'm just going to tell you, I don't believe it. I don't believe there's been half a million people that's died in this country from COVID. Because, one, they haven't even isolated. So there's no way they can legitimately put that on. So their testimony is false. It is a violation of the Ninth Commandment right off the bat. Okay? The company's executives are scheduled to speak before the House of Representatives Committee on Energy and Commerce on Tuesday. Now, this was this past Tuesday. According to Pfizer, Chief Business Officer John Young's written testimony, the company will have 120 million doses. And keep in mind, Donald Trump, under his Operation Warp Speed, and General Perna, who was the guy overseeing it, already had millions of doses stacked up. Not my, this is not my words. These are his words. They already had them ready to deliver before there was ever... We were even close to this emergency authorization by unelected bureaucrats to send it out into the American to the American people. The company will have 120 million doses of the vaccine available for shipment by the end of March, and additional 80 million doses by the end of March. That's 200 million doses. Pfizer expects that all 300 million contracted doses will be available by the end of July, which is enough to inoculate up to 150 million Americans. Remember, you've got to get two jabs, and shoot, they may not get it right with two. Bill Gates has already said you may have to have three. I could say something really nasty here about all of that, but I'm not going to do it. Overall, Pfizer has increased its 2021 production plan from 1.3 billion, billion, not million, billion, to at least 2 billion doses since July. Young wrote, To date, no serious safety concerns have been identified that have changed the favorable risk-benefit profile of the vaccine. Now, let's just... Again, this is the same company that I just played for you. The vice president said there is no need for for a mass vaccination. This is crazy. It doesn't make sense. You shouldn't be doing all this stuff. And now we've got this guy, John Young, the, the chief business officer of Pfizer. Same company, saying to date... No serious safety concerns have been identified that have changed the favorable risk-benefit profile of the vaccine. Really? 
You guys haven't heard about all those doctors who have refused the vaccine, especially out in California, have you? They said, well, we'll just take the risk of getting COVID. Which, again, nobody's isolated. So, I, you know, risk seems pretty small to me that you even get it. You may get something. I'm not denying people get sick. I'm not denying that at all. They've been getting sick since the beginning of time. Well, not the beginning of time, but at least after the fall. People get sick. It's part of the cursed world. The curse that men are under. I mean, it's just part of it. And yet, this guy has the audacity to say, eh, we've not seen any serious concerns. No safety concerns here. Well, then what is going on with all these tens of thousands of people who have adverse side effects to your vaccines? And they admit the adverse side effects. The problem is when it kill, when somebody dies after they've had the, 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 uh, the injection, they don't want to acknowledge that. Oh, this doesn't... I mean, and the media is right behind it, too. There's nothing to substantiate that this has anything to do with vaccines. Come on. Come on, people. You've got a brain. You've got eyes and ears. Yeah, we've had, uh, doc, I'm responding to a chat um, message. We've had Dr. Kaufman on twice, actually, uh, once before last year, and then he joined us on Saturday. We had an Ask the Experts. In fact, if you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you put in Ask the Experts, uh, put it all as one word in the search bar, uh, you'll find you'll find that interview. In fact, uh, if you put his name in, you'll find him uh, several places, too. Um, and I was thinking about asking him back on as well. But... He, did. he was one who explained that when he came on the show. And we had uh, both him and Kate Shimarani, Dr. Kevin Corbett, and Dr. Kerry Madej on that day to talk about, because that was the week they were rolling the vaccines out. Okay, what are we seeing from that? You ought, to, you ought to pay attention. That was back, I don't know, it was earlier this year. It was like the first part of the year. So if you missed that, uh, you really ought to check it out because they were speaking about it when that happened. So here's this guy telling us this, and I, I have to ask, is he ignorant of the Bears report, or is he just lying through his teeth? Because I don't think he can be ignorant. I just I don't believe that he this guy is ignorant of it. I really don't. Moderna president Stephen Hoge, or I believe that's how you pronounce it, Stephen Hoge, wrote that the company has doubled the monthly deliveries since late 2020 and plans to double them again by April to more than 40 million doses per month. I bet their stockholders are loving that. I'll bet Mr. Hoge here is getting a really big bonus. Just saying. Look, I believe a worker is worthy of his wages. But when you're putting out this junk right here and it's doing these things to these people, no, no, no. That's something else. There's something else going on there. He added that 300 million doses will be ready between the end of March and the end of July. I guess they're producing these for the world because we only have like 360 million people here in United States. So I'm sure that sure they have customers who are abroad as well. We're told that over 64 million Americans have taken this elixir into their bodies. Some of them are no longer with us because of it. I'm convinced it's because of it. Let me let me give you an example here of a couple of, of recent situations that have happened. Now, if you're listening to Bradley yesterday, you heard the story about the two nuns. And um, this particular instant, instance uh, comes from Health Impact News, who, who are also tied with um, uh, Vaccine Impact. 
Okay.com. Um, I think it's the same guys who run that there. Two nuns dead and 28 COVID positive two days after experimental COVID mRNA injections. Oh, Trump was in on it in that. He was the one who said he headed Operation Warp Speed. I think he should own every adverse effect, every death for pushing that thing through. He wants to be remembered as that. That was one of his big, that was one of the first things he said in his farewell speech. Don't forget, we got the vaccine out. We want to take credit. All right, take credit for it, bro. All of it. Every single bit of it. Take credit for it. Earlier this month, WKRC Local 12 in Kentucky reported how two nuns died and 28 out of the 35 nuns at a northern Kentucky monastery tested positive for COVID. (laughs) Remember that PCR test? We're going to get to that in a minute. It's a joke. It's not to be used for any of this stuff. Okay. Tested positive for COVID just two days after receiving their first experimental mRNA COVID injections. The leadership of the monastery as well as the local media were shocked at the outbreak of COVID and resulting two deaths because the monastery was not open to visitors and the residents had not traveled outside the monastery. It's because you're being lied to. That you shouldn't be surprised when your lies result in this. Okay? Again, telling the truth would be adhering to God's commands. Hearing to God's commands, he says you'll be your healer. You're going to lie. That's a violation of the ninth commandment. It's really tied to a perjury charge is really what it is. If you're going to do that to deceive people, and it isn't to protect life. Look, I'm all for If you want to deceive people to protect somebody's life, you go right ahead. You can go to Rahab for that. She's called a woman of faith for hiding the spies. But when you're doing this for the sake of dishonest gain or, quote-unquote, depopulation, which is nothing more than premeditated murder, then you should be held accountable for that. You really should. But here they are. Here's two nuns. Take the jab, dead. Here's another one. 28-year-old health worker. Look at this young lady. 28 years old. Sarah Stickles from Beloit, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Wisconsin, a healthcare worker at Swedish American Hospital, has suffered a brain aneurysm and is now brain dead just five days after receiving the second experimental mRNA COVID injection from the guys who just told you they don't see any kind of serious safety concerns at all, Pfizer. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you, they are censoring us left and right. They do not want this message to get out to people And this isn't to push the sons of liberty. This is to push the information. People's lives are at stake and their health are at stake. They need to at least be informed this stuff's going on. Share this information. Grab the URLs. I I don't care if you share the radio show. Just share the information with people that you love. This is just another instance of what's going on. Um, We're a young healthcare reporter in the prime of her life. This is, again, from Vaccine Impact. And with no previous existing health conditions, has died after being injected with one of the experimental mRNA COVID injections. She was an organ donor. Ooh. See, I'm going to tell you what. Forget that stuff. If you got that stuff on your license, I would encourage you to get rid of it. I know it sounds noble and all, but when money's involved and there's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars 
in for a lot of this this organ stuff. And I, I realize a lot of people get an organ transplant, they need that, blah, 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 all this stuff. But you just need to know what's be- <laughs> the people behind that. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. I'll leave it at that. And there's a lot of information here where, you know, family members spoke about her. Now, could she have had an could she have had this this uh, aneurysm and it was existing before she got the injection? Sure. That that's very possible. Um and then it just ha- that happened to be a time coincidence. Yeah, that that's very possible. Highly unlikely, but it's very possible. What I find is all these people are are seem to be rather healthy even when they're older. They're not like dying or anything. They get the jab and, you know, within hours to a few days, these people are dead. They're just dead. Now, here's another one that you may have seen on social media. I am investigating this, but I won't have an answer for you until probably late next week. This young lady here is Brittany Hall Perez. I don't know if she died from the COVID vaccine, but I can tell you this. This is a picture she posted on her Facebook account. And you can see this is her account. She posted it on January 12th. Guess what happened on January 13th? She was dead. She's a wife. She was a wife and a mother. Young woman. Got her picture up here. Say yes to the COVID-19 vaccine. Got her little vaccination record card. And now she's gone. She leaves behind a grieving husband and children. Family members, friends that she had. Now, I've contacted the um, Woodstock, Georgia coroner because that's where they took and sent her off to have an autopsy to find out toxicology report. And I, I don't I don't understand a lot of that stuff, how it goes. I, they are doing a toxicology report, and apparently that takes a long time to get something done on it. So the coroner there um, explained to me that it would probably be late March uh, before they had an answer as to what the cause of death was. Uh, and, and I guess we'll examine that once we get that information. But again, here's a young mother. For all intents and purposes, that looks like there's a response here. There's something that correlates. I get the jab. I'm not in the world anymore. It doesn't happen to everybody, obviously. But here are these things. And yet Pfizer has the audacity to tell us, we see no serious safety concerns here. Really? Really? And I read to you about the testing, right? Of uh, at the at the monastery. Oh, they were tested. Twenty-eight of thirty-five nuns had COVID. I've played for you, and I'm going to play for you again. Doctor Kerry Mullis on the PCR test. It runs about three minutes. Hear what he has to say. Whoops. Yes, I'd like to rewatch it. <laughs> I have it set up, and then nothing happens here. All right, let's see what happens. Whoops. Okay, here we go. To carry, how do they um, misuse PCR to estimate uh, all these so- supposed free viral RNAs that may or may not be there? Uh, is it some, I think misuse PCR is not quite. I don't think you can misuse PCR. No, the results, the interpretation of it. See, if you if you if you can say, if if, if they wanted, if, if they could find this virus in you at all, 
And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. But the, the real misuse of it is, is that it, you don't need to test for HIV. You don't need to test for the other 10,000 retroviruses that are unnamed also in the subject. See, somebody that's got HIV generally is going to have almost anything that you can test for because they have definitely been, HIV is a fairly rare virus. There's only one million of us out of 250, 300 million people in America that have that virus. So you have to get around, either your mother had to have it and pass it to you, or you have to really be paying a lot of attention to people that do have it and paying only attention to them and get a pretty good chance of getting it that way. It's hard to get it, but it, if you have it, there's a good chance you've also got a lot of other ones. Because you've been in the, in the market for you've been it's been possible for you to get a lot of, it's, it's, it's a, to test for that one and say that has any special meaning is what I think is the problem. Not that PCR has been misused. It's like, it's not an estimation. No, it's, a real, it's a really quantitative thing. It How tells you it? something about nature and about what's there, but it, it, it allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important. See, that, that, that's not a misuse. That's just sort of a misinterpretation. Even after all the, these uh, uh, PCR, this quantitative PCR, that if you just get down to a basic virological count, it's still... One in a thousand to one in ten thousand uh, HIV in one to one in a thousand one in five hundred to one in a thousand T cells. It, it is. No, there's very little of what they call HIV, and what's been brought out here by Phil Pot and, and, and Isai already. The measurement for it is not is not exact at all. It's not it's not as good as our measurement for things like apples. An apple is an apple. You know, you can get something that's kind of like, if you've got enough things that look kind of like an apple and you stick them all together, you might think of it as an apple. But, and, and HIV is like that. Those tests are all based on things that are invisible, and they are, the results are inferred, in a sense. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. That's what also, it is. Um, but it's, but it's not, it doesn't tell you that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. That's why it's not... So even if you believe in HIV, it can't tell the difference between virus particles or active live virus. I mean, there's a lot of questions involved. Mm -hmm. Okay, did you catch what he said? The PCR test cannot tell you if you're sick. It makes a whole lot of something out of something. <laughs> what we think looks, what we're saying is a virus that we haven't even isolated or anything. We're going to make it even bigger than that. We're going to make a whole lot of virus out of no virus. This is what this is what the guy who developed the test is telling you. This is not hard to understand. Speaking of the tests, John Rappaport came out and reminded people of a a Portuguese appeals court ruling last year. I'll bet most of you never even heard about it on the news. In fact, you may not have even heard about it in alternative news. But he came out to talk about this ruling. 
And he said it's basically been ignored completely by by major media in the U.S. and other countries. The Lisbon-Portugal Court of Appeal ruled against lockdowns, listen, listen very carefully, because they were based on unreliable PCR tests. The very thing that Dr. Kerry Mullis just talked about, this is unreliable about this, the lockdowns were unlawful because they were based on unreliable PCR tests. You people who are healthy, and even if you're sick, going to the doctor and letting them jam that long Q-tip up your nose into your brain almost, what are you thinking? It is an unreliable test. It's an unreliable test. Here's what Rappaport says. The ruling was historic. The off-guardian covered the story. Portuguese court rules PCR tests unreliable and quarantines unlawful. Important legal decision faces total media blackout in the Western world. Yes, it was. I didn't even hear about it till this week. Most importantly, the judges ruled that a single positive PCR test cannot be used as an effective diagnosis of infection. In their ruling, judges... Oh, Lord. I'm just going to say there's some names here. (laughs) You guys can read it there. There's two of them, two judges. Referred to several scientific studies. Most notably, a study by Jafar et al., which found that when running PCR tests with 35 cycles or more, which they were doing, that's how they were getting all these COVID cases... And Rappaport has said that. He said once they introduce the vaccine, they're going to pull back the cycles of the PCR test so that it looks like the vaccine's working when it really isn't. It's a, it's a, it's a magician show. Look over here in my right hand while I do the trick in my left hand. And sure enough, that's what they did. You, you notice that when Biden got in the People's White House. That's exactly what they did. The accuracy dropped to 3%, meaning up to 97% of positive results could be false positives. Now, we had bunches of reports on that out of Cambridge, out of a a ton of these, you know, positive tests for COVID, new COVID cases, blah, 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 that the mainstream media was peddling to you. And by the way, NewsGuard, you guys at NewsGuard, why aren't you on the mainstream media who are peddling these lies? They're certainly not trustworthy. I don't care if you give them a green badge or not. Well, why aren't you on them on that? These are the same people that for three years peddled the Russian conspiracy collusion stuff. But you still have a green badge on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, Fox News, whoever it is peddling that stuff. Just throwing it out there for you guys at NewsGuard who set yourself as the potentate of journalism and you want everybody to follow you in that. No, no, thank you. We're not doing that. The ruling goes on to conclude that based on the science they read, any PCR test using over 25 cycles is totally unreliable. Totally unreliable. They were running up into the 40s. Fauci and company. Governments and private labs have been very tight-lipped about the exact number of cycles they run when PCR testing, but it is known to sometimes be as high as 45. Even fear-monger-in-chief Anthony Fauci has publicly stated anything over 35 is totally unusual. 
Okay, but they said anything over 25 is totally unreliable. So he's fudging on that, isn't he? The court was declaring the PCR test alone could not be sufficient for a diagnosis of disease, and it was outrageous to believe it could. A case of COVID disease without a medical assessment of clinical symptoms in the patient is no case at all. It is a misnomer, and the court stated, as the court stated, represents a serious breach of the law. You get that? We're right back to where we started from. It is criminal what is going on. It is not an error. It's not, we made a mistake. It's criminal what they're doing to the people. Not just here in America, across the world. Some of you are listening in other parts of the, the world. It's criminal where it's, where it's happening with you too. Governments are not charged to look after your health. They are charged to protect your liberties and to punish the evildoers. Read Romans 13. That's what their job is. And if they're punishing good people... They're not doing their job. And that's what lockdowns are. A punishment of good, healthy people. If you have people sick and they're actually, they can prove a contagion. I've read this from Leviticus 13 before for you. If you haven't heard that on the show, go and read Leviticus 13. There is a process for setting aside somebody who has an actual contagious disease. But you don't take everybody and stick them in a leper colony because somebody got leprosy. Even if 10 or 20 people got leprosy, you don't take the whole village and stick them all in a leper colony. That's just stupid. And it's tyrannical. You say, what are we supposed to do? I can tell you we've had people on who are doing it. We've got Representative Eric Mortensen from Minnesota bringing articles of impeachment against a governor who will not abide by the law. We've got, you know, literally millions of people in California who have signed on to recall their governor for his tyranny. And it isn't just with COVID. It's with a lot of stuff. We had the guys on the other day bringing articles of impeachment against the North Carolina governor. They're wanting to push that in through the House. It starts with us. We are the, we're the solution here. I say it all the time. The question is, are you ready to stand up and to start doing that? I mean, the guys we had on from North Carolina aren't representatives. They ran for office this past year. We had them on the show. But they're just people like you and me. They're not in any position of authority. The guy who's doing the stuff out in California, he's a former sheriff, so he's not in any capacity of authority. But he's one of the people who have stood up and he's led the people towards a solution, and that is justice. Remove them from office, get them out of office, then follow it up with real prosecution and real justice. That's the issue. That's the issue. The one thing that continues to be missing every time, every time, we talk about the corruption that's going on is justice. You know, a lot of people were really excited Trump was exposing this and Trump... Look, if you didn't see all that stuff that was that Trump allegedly exposed, which, you know, it just became clearer if you were paying attention. But the fact of the matter was, if you were paying attention before Trump got in office, you already knew that stuff was going on. You already knew that corruption was already there in existence. 
It had been exposed time and time and time and time and time again, documented, everything else. But where was the justice? And because no justice is brought, this continues down this road of tyranny under China Joe. And my guess is soon to be another usurper, Kamala Harris. You know, she's not a natural-born citizen, right? I mean, you do know that. She shouldn't even be in there as a vice president. I haven't gotten a right on that. I've got stuff laid out for it. But I, I wrote on it years ago with Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka. I wrote on it with Ted Cruz. I wrote it with anchor baby Marco Rubio. They're not natural-born citizens. None of them. And she's not either. And I'm talking about a historical understanding of what natural-born citizen is. And the only person that defined it at the time of our founders, and they had his book at the time, was Vitale. In his Law of Nations, he defines what a natural-born citizen is. That is not up for Congress to define. Any more than it is for them to define what a right is. But here we go. People running roughshod over the law. Acting criminally, just like their daddy. The devil. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And the root of all evil is the love of money. It's not money. It's the love of money, which these guys love. They love it. I want to leave you with this. You guys have seen the recent Dr. Sherry Tenpenny video where she's talked about within three to six months, we're really going to see what happens with the vaccine. There's another interview that was conducted last year. It was like March of last year. And this was with Brian Rose of London Real. And you can catch this at sonsoflibertymedia.com. This is, a, this is a real education on vaccines in general. Okay, I highly recommend you listen to this interview. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to have her on at the end of March. We've got that confirmed. So she's going to be on the Sons of Liberty, Lord willing, if we make it that far, everything. <laughs> Um, but I highly recommend that you listen to this to educate yourself on these things because this is a lady who's been in the practice of a doctor, family physician, and she knows her stuff. And it will be helpful for you and it will be helpful to those that you speak to as well. Um, that's all the time we got for for today, guys. I'll put all this stuff in the archive. It'll be up at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Be sure to subscribe there and you'll get it in your email sometime this evening and uh, share the information with your friends who are considering this stuff. It may be the difference between life and death for them. All right. You guys, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hopefully we're going to be talking gold, silver, cryptocurrency, and the economy. Catch us then at 6 a.m. Eastern time, Lord willing. See you.